today's episode, we're discussing how we manage screen time with our kids. Hey everyone, welcome to the Pape Fatigue podcast, the podcast for dads by dads. Screen time has always been a big issue with kids and with virtual learning. There certainly seems to be an increased level of awareness of how much time kids are spending in front of the screens. So today we're gonna be discussing how we handle screen time in our homes. First off, here's my deal. I'm Dave, I have a seven-year-old girl and a four-year-old boy. I'm Jim, I've got a seven-year-old girl and a five-year-old girl. So let's kick off with just a little bit of data here that we've found. Um, You know, here are the American Academy of Pediatric recommendations for acceptable amount of screen time. So no screen time for children under two, one hour per day for children two to 12, two hours per day for teens and adults. And uh, just some other stuff, right? (laughs) It's kind of a joke, right? (laughs) Yeah, two hours. For adults, yeah. Yeah, no. pass. Um, but, you know. It's just not possible. Right. I mean, uh, yeah, between the work and then the downtime, that's, uh, <laughs> I, yeah. I don't think anybody gets two hours. But <laughs> there's the recommendations. Right. That's the recommendation, right. <laughs> um, you know, some other things that we found, Axios uh, found that children's screen time during the pandemic surged by as much as 50 to 60% more. And so these numbers are a little bit off because they're comparing to different baselines, but they found that children 12 and younger were spending upwards of five hours or more um, on screens a day. So that's probably at this point when the pandemic, that's not super surprising. But mm-hmm. you know, as we're returning to sort of quote the normal, right? A lot of parents are trying to unwind this amount of screen time that the kids have been exposed to. and. The big takeaway from the research that that I found is at least that as long as you're able to return to sort of that more limited screen time, you know, as we're returning to sort of the quote normal, you know, your child should be fine, right? It's not the end of the world if they've got sort of a ton of screen time over the course of the year. However, you know, the idea is to sort of slowly start unwinding that. And also to remember that, right, not all screen time is going to be equal. So educational apps and videos. It's not quite the same thing as you know video games and, and sort of the mindless YouTube videos that my kids love to watch, and um, you know so like the first thing let's let's tackle like the big driver of screen time this year which is remote learning, you know Jim can you talk a little bit about what does slash did remote learning look like for you and your and your girls and how much screen time per day they got? The pandemic was a big one and you know in thinking about this topic the screen time is really kind of in three categories. And one is maybe the interactive screen time on the, the iPad. The other is in, you know, in front of the TV or watching videos on the iPad. And then the other is the, the you know, the, the video conferencing or talking to mom or dad or grandma or grandpa uh, on a FaceTime or something like that. And those are all, they're all screen times, right? They're all times that the kids are in front of the screen, but they're kind of very different. And I think the one that was most concerning for for my family was the, was the passive activities. Mm-hmm. Screen time was probably four to five hours a day, and, and frankly, I just kind of lost count. You know, I don't from the when she was in remote school, I wasn't sure if it was the entire time or if they took breaks or you know log in. I know that they were using a lot of apps in between their classes, but I mean, I'd guess that it was four, five hours maybe of screen time combined with uh, interactive education, interactive uh, learning, plus watching videos, uh, watching, you know, playing other games, doing other activities playing apps and stuff like that, it was pretty complicated and it was a lot of screen time. And then unfortunately for, you know, me and my wife, for mom and dad, we were frankly just exhausted. And, you know, we had to get things done both for our jobs and and around the house. And so we ended up relying on the TV to 
keep them pacified. And that slowly, I mean, not even slowly, it very abruptly uh, bled into a lot of screen time and uh, it became, became overwhelming. Yeah, you know, we, we we found that too, right? Like the sort of screen time as the babysitter as we're all just mm-hmm. sort of stressed out and like just trying to get this one thing done. I, like I just need whatever, 10 minutes. Like just watch this thing. I, I just need you out of my hair for a little bit. But it right. is absolutely a slippery slope where the next thing you know, you're like, it's been like four hours. What Like what happened? I took a nap <laughs> and they're still watching the thing. And yeah, absolutely. I think that is that is the challenge is it, it just... Um, these days with I think people having so little free time to themselves as we're all sort of cooped up and again this is a little bit different right now as the country started to reopen yeah, but, but certainly having gone through that experience and just being like look just sit here and watch some TV so I can have a little bit of peace mm-hmm. and quiet was was um, certainly a thing that I think we, we felt as well. Did the remote learning piece sort of change how you guys looked at sort of what the normal screen time rules were? Like I said, with the three sort of different types of screen time, I think we were, we kept pretty regular with uh, watching TV and the apps, and obviously regular in that it expanded and became a little bit more than it was before. But uh, definitely the the video conferencing and the the, the remote learning that was obviously picked up a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the problem is that the screen time sitting in front of a screen jacked up by four or five hours a day and we really didn't adjust or really didn't you know pare back any other screen time uh, for the passive stuff for the educational apps and things like that and so it ended up being a lot of time during the day and you know there's some things in here and you know I've talked about how it increases obesity and things like that and I can understand you know the kids were just sitting still in front of a screen for hours yeah you know much more than they had before and it was um you know, they're not interacting with each other. They're not playing outside and all those things that the pandemic kind of took away from us. Yeah. You know, I've noticed, uh, certainly with my daughter, you know, once that screen is on, if you have to interact with her, it's like the world doesn't exist, right? They've just like completely, they're focused on whatever it is they're watching Mm -hmm. and the world disappears around them, which is, I think, among the more frustrating things. (laughs) Like, hey, and I also mean, a little disturbing. Yeah, right. Like they're so engaged, and and also, you know, if you don't know what they're engaged in, you're like even more mm-hmm. disturbing, right? When they're right. YouTube in particular, right? I think YouTube is is the big sort of uh, thing there that they can just go from thing to thing to thing to thing, and you've sort of yeah, that's a rabbit hole, right? Like when you start off with like, hey, uh, like you can watch some educational stuff, and the next thing you know. They're watching something that has nothing to do with anything because mm-hmm. they just clicked mm-hmm. on, okay, well, like, you know, kids who like this, like that. And, 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 you know, again, the four hours later, they're on something that has nothing to do with where you started off with, which mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. Uh, super problematic for us. So, you know, if we sort of set aside the, the COVID and the, you know, the, the distance learning stuff, all that virtual stuff, what generally are your family's acceptable uses for screen time, you know, do you have any favorite apps or any favorite, you know, websites that you visit when, you know, when they're allowed that screen time? We started using the iPad when my older daughter was learning how to read. And there's an, an app called Epic, which I think you're familiar with. Yeah. And then there's Storyline Online, where there are picture books read by, by actors. It's a Screen Actors Guild, so it's kind of entertaining to have these sort of very well-trained actors read the books. And those would be those felt like acceptable sort of iPad activities, you know, as 
quasi reading. It was kind of <laughs> like somebody reading a book to him, oh. even though it was on the screen. Um, so we uh, we let that go, and then Codable, and there's another you know, Osmo. That's what it's called. Mm-hmm. We have some Osmo apps that are that are pretty sophisticated, mm-hmm. and you know sometimes the the older one will start to play around with it and kind of get frustrated and. We'll leave it alone. And there are other times when she gets really engaged, and it's fascinating to watch because it is—it's very sophisticated, high-level sort of problem-solving, um, coding things like that. And so, those are the ones that I'm absolutely—I will encourage that all day long. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the other quote-unquote educational apps—they're eh, really just kind of games or kind of junk. Mm-hmm. But you know, they got that thin veneer of something educational on it, so they—they they get to watch that. Yeah, we, uh, it's funny, actually, all the apps that you mentioned are ones that we use too. So our daughter does use Epic, and Epic is a combination of online uh, stories that can be read to you, or you can actually just read through them. So uh, one of her favorites is Ninja Cat that she yeah. follows. And we, we actually mm-hmm. bought the book because I'm like, all right, you like this thing so much, we're going to take this thing offline. Yeah. We're going to read this yeah. book. So that's that's a fun one. Um, she, yeah, she also uses Codable and Storyline Online and Graffle Games. And a Graffle Game, actually one that helps you learn to read. And uh, Osmo also. So yeah, I think we're also in line with those educational games. I do still, even with the educational games, though, I do kind of like to limit their, their screen mm-hmm. time. But I think Osmo does a pretty good job in terms of there's sort of that tactile feeling to the right. games, right? Because they all have this sort of peripheral type play to it. So there is some level of... Um, it's like, it's, it's real world. Their presence is in the real world. Yes, they're actually physically engaging with the right. game. And there's like tanagrams and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I remember when she was younger too, she'd say like, hey, I want to color. I'm like, great, color. And she brings me the iPad. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> coloring is get a pencil, get a crayon and color. That's coloring. Like... Touching the screen and touching the color, that's not coloring. Yeah. And for a while we had that app and I just was like, no, this is like, that's not coloring. Mm-hmm. And, and also it was at a point in time too when coloring was uh, useful for her motor skill development, right? Mm-hmm. So really mm-hmm. it was like, th- you're basically getting nothing out of this other than the fact that there's some, you know, you get to change all sorts of colors easily, but no, we're not going to do that. So yeah, I think in as much as there are some, ways to encourage that sort of real world experience and i think osmo does a great job and there are a lot of uh, good games that they have and the other thing the other thing that we do allow her to do is facetime with the grandparents i mean mm-hmm. certainly at the beginning of the pandemic when we wouldn't see them at all but still to this day actually they just finished reading charlie and the chocolate factory on remotely through facetime oh, that's great and they banked it they banged it out in a week i think seven days so it was great for me because I didn't have to handle bedtime routine. <laughs> I mm-hmm, sat in mm-hmm. front and she was super engaged with the story. I think um, they're moving on to the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe is the next series they're nice. going to tackle, which is great. And, yeah. you know, one thing that I've noticed too is, you know, she's young, but there is sort of this increased desire to FaceTime with friends, mm-hmm. which that one I'm a little bit on the bubble as, you know, she's at school now and it's like, well, you can see her friend at mm-hmm, school. Mm-hmm. And I get that you want to continue this at night. And I, I do want to encourage some of that. But at the same time, like that's somewhat unnecessary screen time because she sees that child you know, right. five days a week at this point. But yeah, I mean, I, so I think in terms of the rough outlines for the things that we allow them to do. Yeah, I mean, we're pretty much aligned with you. You know, so within these acceptable uses that we have, 
do you have any rules about how they spend their time? Like you can have no more than X amount of time on this or, you know, any sort of any limitations on, on how they use that screen time? It's funny to think about that because we don't set a timer. We don't, I don't even look at the clock. It's, it's, I've got like a weird sort of intuitive sense about it. Like mm-hmm. it's just, it's been long enough, uh-huh. you know, or they've been, uh, we have this sense of like they've been quiet for too long. Like mm-hmm. it's time to shut it down. Uh, so I don't exactly know what that time is, but certainly, certainly no more than an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even less if they're on the, uh, doing the games and stuff. And I want them to be somewhere where I can see them mm-hmm. uh, for, I guess, obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been, uh, we've been a little bit more lax. So when it's screen time, they're mostly allowed to do whatever they want. Uh, the only exception is no YouTube. You know, we've gone down mm-hmm, that path. Same. And yeah, we've seen some pretty, some, you know, not crazy stuff, but stuff that we're like, no. And I think, you know, the biggest thing about YouTube, and I'll, I'll blame one channel in particular, which is Ryan's World. Mm-hmm. But look, good for that kid. That dude made like $20 million the, last year. Is that the toy unboxing yeah, kid? Yeah, yeah. And, and so that's that $20 million. Yeah. 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 Like he's in, uh, I think he's got a product line in target and maybe also in Walmart. I'm pretty sure he's got one in target. Like he, that kid's yeah. Um, on the strength of his personality, uh, he, Mm -hmm. you know, built that into an empire, but it certainly makes kids ask for stuff that they absolutely don't need because they Mm -hmm. see how excited he is. And that's, I mean, that's the shtick. So Long ago, we're like, all right, this is is no more YouTube. We're just not going to let it anymore. I will say that uh, sometimes we do limit it if she wants screen time, and I'm not really wanting to give it to her. I'll say, okay, you can do Epic. I'll Mm -hmm. limit it to Epic because that's, I know at least that there's either reading or she's going to be read to. And like when they read to you, they, um, the words pop up. They get like, they sort of pop up big and they're italicized so you can kind of follow along. So that's kind of her limitations sometimes our youngest it's a little bit harder to kind of keep him in line and sometimes when he gets screen time he would actually prefer to play games like one of the one of the companies i like is duck duck moose i think their games Mm -hmm. are age appropriate they're pretty good for the kids i mean it's they're not quite as sort of interactive as like say an osmo because you're just sort of touching the screen. But I think mm-hmm. within the realm of things, I, I think those are pretty good games. And so, you know, I'll we'll, we'll let him play those as well. Um, so, so, you know, since we just sort of kind of briefly touched on YouTube, are, are, is there anything that it sounds like you also, that's YouTube is off limits for your kids. Is there anything else that is off limits when they're online? Just the internet generally, you know, they, uh, I mean, they can come up with some, made up search terms and, you know, get into trouble real fast. So uh, general internet surfing, no. And you're right, YouTube's out as well. That's, that's I mean, there are, every once in a while there's a, a video that maybe comes from school or something like that that's hosted on YouTube. But, the, you know, to, for them to sit down and watch it like TV, that's not acceptable. Yeah, one thing that uh, I was doing the other day, I can't remember how this came up, but I was talking to my son about volcanoes. And I, like I said, I don't remember how it came up yesterday, but I'm like, all right, you know what? When we get into bedtime, I'll read you a story mm-hmm. and then we're, we're going to watch a video because he's never seen, like he doesn't know what that's all about. So I'm like, we're going to watch some eruptions. I'll show you the different types of lava there are. And, you know, I actually had some pictures when my wife and I went to Volcano National Park many, many years ago. And I'm like, here, look, we're inside the crater of a volcano. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, well, how can you do that? And so it was kind of interesting, the kinds of questions, because he had just seen lava. And he's like, okay, you know, he knows it's hot. You know, he knows you're not supposed to be in the crater. But <laughs> this is where, like, YouTube is 
um, is a teaching tool, right? And and there was another place where I, for Christmas, he got a, a book and it's one of these, it's, it's not quite a pop-up book, but it's one of these books that you can open windows. And so it talks about big machinery. And so one of the ones in particular was like um, the Apollo, I don't know, one of the Apollo ones that went to the moon, right? And so you can kind of, it's, so it's a, this large image of the rocket, and then you can open these little boxes and it says, you know, this is where the, you know, the propellant is, and this is the lunar lander. And I'm like, okay, this is another great opportunity for you to see what it looks like. But YouTube without me is definitely, mm-hmm. you know, without the parents is, is forbidden. And then... You know, it's funny because we actually never really thought about the kids getting online themselves. I think our oldest has never really launched a browser to start Mm -hmm. typing in her own searches, which is good because, you know, at that point, we're just going to have to uninstall the browser on the iPad. Mm -hmm. But for now, it doesn't seem like she's needing to do that. It doesn't seem like she's doing that. So we haven't really needed to do it, thankfully. So, yeah, for us, it's just sort of YouTube. For the uh, for the browser thing, the way that we found out about it, because that's that's not something they're not supposed to be browsing by themselves. Mm-hmm. But the older one was using her iPad for remote learning, and then one day she asked to use her Chromebook because it's got a keyboard, and she felt like that was easier mm-hmm. to use. Yeah, that's fine. So she took a Chromebook. She was going to a, a school pod mm-hmm. uh, just up the street, and uh, and then we had our parent teacher conferences, and they were like, "Where's where's your daughter? Mm-hmm. She does she's not showing up." And mm-hmm. You know, she's not participating in classes and, you know, what's the deal? Mm-hmm. And we were kind of taken aback because yeah. we had no idea. And we went back and looked at the browser history. And what she had done is she started to, uh, I think that there was a, a third grader that was in the pod as well. And I think she probably knew about searching on the browsers. And what we saw in the search history was, you know, here there's one or two searches during the day. Mm-hmm. You know, look, she did some time on uh, Amazon looking at toys and things like that. And then, uh, and then it became more. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, by the time it was probably about three or four weeks that it, the, this progressed. And by the end, it was all day. She mm-hmm. was spending all day online, mm-hmm. and it was YouTube videos, it was Amazon, it was browser searches, and just really just out of control. And mm-hmm. for me, that was disturbing because it showed. I mean, I think kids just try to do things that they can get away with anyway. There's yeah. something like that. But there was also, I felt that there was um, that sort of. Uh, addictive pull to it you know Mm -hmm. that like is just more and more and more and going down the rabbit hole of uh you know the the games that are advertised Mm -hmm. uh next to the youtube videos or the next youtube videos and she started to ask for some really sort of just you know trash things Mm -hmm. those apps that have in-app purchases and you know that ring you up at a dollar 99 here and there so it became a it was so we had to shut that down obviously we and that was one of the things that led to sort of a, a screen time hiatus in our house. And it was it was good. It was kind of a wake-up call. Yeah, so I, I've got a kind of similar story. So our daughter was... I, I noticed that she was, she was having a harder time waking up in the mornings to get ready for school because we've been back in school now. And it was getting harder and harder. And I'm like, hmm, this is interesting because she seems to be going to sleep at the same time. Uh, and then I noticed all of a sudden that you know, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, she'd come out of the room and go to the bathroom or something. And she's wide awake. And I'm like, okay, this is, this is weird. What's going on? And then she's sleeping in late. Like on the weekend, she'd wake up at like 1030 and I'm like, what's happening? Like normally she's, uh, you know, she wakes up a little bit before seven on her own. Like I, Mm -hmm. you know, on a good day, she wakes up before I have to wake her up, which is great. So I'm like, okay, well this is, this is weird. But, and one day I picked her up at school 
And the teacher's like, yeah, your daughter was super tired in class today and I'm not sure what's up. She's never like this. And, and I said, Hey, you know, I'm not really sure what's going on. Like there's nothing, you know, they say sometimes like if things are going on at home that, you know, can, mm-hmm, little mm-hmm. things that change the, you know, change the sort of the rhythm of the child. And I was telling the teacher, I'm like, no, nothing, there's nothing different that's been going on. And one night my wife went into their room and found that I think at 1130, they were watching iPad. And she, here's the thing that very, that night I asked her where the iPad was. And she said, I don't know because I can't Uh remember. I wanted to make sure I had or something. And it turns out she had hidden it under the mattress. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so my wife and I had a discussion. We're like, that's completely unacceptable because, you know, I mean, for starters, like it's the slippery slope of lying to your parents, but also the bigger issue is she's going to school tired and yeah. she's falling asleep in class because she's sneaking YouTube in. Mm-hmm, Why not? Mm-hmm. I don't even know what she was doing, um, but she was sneaking in video. And so we had a discussion and um, that led to our current two month ban on mm-hmm. video. I'm like, all right, this is going to hurt. Yeah. The you privilege get, is gone. Yeah. You're, you have lost that privilege for two months. The uh, one caveat is that she can interact with grandma because it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, so she can, she can do some level of, of FaceTime with grandma. And that's how they got the, the, you know, the Charlie and Chocolate factory banged out, but I'm like, okay. And then I caught her a couple weeks later doing it again. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, well, now it's three months. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, we've obviously changed all the the codes, but there are some after school activities where she needs access to the iPad, which is why sometimes she still knows the passwords and stuff like that. But um, yeah, we're currently on a three month ban. And yeah, I mean, it, it's crazy, right? It, to, to just sneak in stuff in like that. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, she's a good girl. She just, you know, they're pushing the boundaries at this age. Well, I think about what would it be like for me at that age if I had access to an iPad? I mean, you probably like I was, you watched, you know, after school cartoons or yeah. Saturday morning cartoons mm-hmm. or whatever, but you had to be there at that time. And there were right. commercials every like seven minutes, you know, it was, yeah, it's different. It was kind of torture. Yeah. If I could watch, if I could have watched those cartoons back to back to back with no commercials, I'm sure I would have. Right. You know, All day like, long. Yeah. You, yeah. Right. You just sit there if you could. I, so speaking of having to be there when the show is on, <laughs> I was in high school. There was this show that I like to watch, super old show. It's Man from Uncle, like the original Man from Uncle, not the remake uh-huh. that they made a movie out of, but like the 1960s version. And <laughs> I had in my room a black and white TV, and I somehow found out that this show was on at five in the morning on the weekday. <laughs> and I would set the alarm, wake up at five in the morning to watch this show, and then go back to sleep for an hour to uh then get ready for school and my parents i don't think to this day knew that i was waking up to watch this tv show but um yeah i mean the the, the ability i I think that's the difference with our kids right is i I, like i don't know about you because it sounds do you guys still have like regular cable tv i guess so yeah we've got the xfinity okay because we we cut the but cord. we've got so we I, I never watch it you right, know, maybe yeah. for Saturday Night Live everything else is all streaming services yeah so we cut the cord but like I think that our kids have grown up in an on demand world you want to watch this boom just turn mm-hmm. it on yeah and there was something uh, oh one show that they liked watching last year that I do let them watch was Lego Masters and mm-hmm. the reason I wanted to watch Lego That's Masters a fun show. yeah it's a good show and part of it was that my daughter was really into Lego. But she only ever wanted to build what the directions said. And we had all these like, mm-hmm. you know, just um, 
you know, just random Legos, right? So not necessarily coming with sets, but just stuff. And she couldn't wrap her head around like, oh, I can just make stuff up. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, I feel like that show will t- teach her how to take just random blocks and that you can turn it into this. And it did. It absolutely did. And she started playing Lego, which was great. But that show has commercials. And I think that was the first mm-hmm. time they're like, wait a minute. Why? Why? What is this thing? Why is the show not continuing? And like, what's this, you know, mm-hmm. thing that they're talking about, like these hot pockets or whatever. Right. And so for the kids, yeah, who've sort of grown up, I mean, granted, there's a little bit of that in YouTube. But um, I think probably when they were younger, a lot of the stuff they watched, probably the, you know, the the commercials ran pre or post versus like in the middle. And mm-hmm. so I think growing up in this sort of on demand with very limited, I mean, even sometimes the commercials are, you know, 10 seconds, right? So it really is kind of on demand as much as you want, whenever you want it. That sort of has changed how they interact with video because they can, you could literally go all day long. Uh, and I know this because I just went down with my second COVID shot and I watched video like <laughs> all day long for 48 hours. So you can do it. And um, yeah, I mean, at, at that age too, it's, I think part of the challenge for me with the kids is saying like, yes, like I watch some video, but it's different because I'm older and it doesn't affect yes. my brain, right? You're younger. exactly. It is affecting yeah. your brain differently than it is me. And that's part of also what I'm kind of trying to teach them when I'm like, it's time to cut the, you know, cut, cut the screen off. Like, all right, we're done. And, you know, that can be an issue where they're like, well, you know, you're watching something. Why is that? And mm-hmm. I don't watch that much video, but, you know, it's any time they see you doing something that they want to do. Right. And it's right. like, well, why can't I do that? That's not fair. Do you? So no, it's not fair. I'm dad. That's why. <laughs> yeah. The pull the, it's not fair. I'm the dad card. Um, do you, you know, speaking of that, you know, with your kids, do you have to sort of ease them into the end of screen time? So like what I've noticed, especially with the younger one, is you can't just say, all right, turn it off. Right. I, I give him like 10 minutes, five minutes time to yeah, go. Same. And that tends to work pretty well with the younger one. My daughter at this point is fine. I can tell like, hey, shut it off. And she's, she'll grumble about it, mm-hmm. but she'll do it. She doesn't yeah. need that warning. But the youngest one who's four that feels like it goes a lot easier. Do you do that as well? Yeah, we, certainly with the younger one. And we did that with the older one too. We do the same thing, five, you know, 10 minutes, five minutes, two minutes, mm-hmm. do your last thing. We're turning it off. Um, otherwise, just trying to pry it out of their hands was like, you know, mm-hmm. it was like a junkie. <laughs> they did not want to <laughs> let it go. Uh, and the older ones figured out that it's a privilege. And if she, and if I can trust her to give it to me when I ask, when she's done, then she knows that she'll be able to do it again. So the first time that I said, all right, iPad's over, she turned it off and gave it to me. Okay, dad. Like that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. So the older ones kind of figured it out that if she can, uh, you know, she can, if I can trust her with it, then she gets to have it more. But the younger one, definitely there's, cause you know, as you described, there's that kind of zoned in, uh, kind of zombie in the, the whole world disappears. And if all of a sudden I come in and try to take it out of their hands, even if I've been talking to them for 10 minutes, right? Yeah. 10 minutes, five minutes, two minutes, one minute. Sure, Dad, but you know that's not registering in that world. And so, for me to show up, and be like, "It's time, take it out of their hands." It's just a little bit too abrupt. So, I don't know how I, I don't know how I get over that other than just keep doing the five, ten, two yeah, minute yeah. thing. You know, in talking about sort of expectations, one thing that I have noticed with this screen time timeout, and they both have it right because even though it was 
our daughter that yeah. sort of initiated <laughs> this, right? The boy gets caught up because he was watching too. And they both know they weren't supposed to be doing it. But I think that one really nice thing is that, so our kids don't get any screen time during the week. And so the weekend, it always used to be, hey, can we watch video? Can we watch video? Like all day long. Can we watch video? Can we watch video? Mm -hmm. And with the sort of the, the screen hiatus, they don't ask anymore which is yeah. great. Like, it's just not yeah. this constant, like, can I do it Same. now, 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 now? And so, you know, I've noticed that she, like that first weekend when she was cut off, she just pounded out, like she read, she read through two or three books and I'm like, great, more of that. So, you know, I'm kind of hesitant to let this, you know, the three months will go by faster than I wanted to, but kind of like, how do I extend this concept where they're not, you know, when this hiatus is done, that they're not going back to this, like, when can I do it? When can I do it? When can I do it? And yeah. and maybe part of it was there was sort of no rhyme or reason to sort of how much screen time they got and when mm -hmm, they got mm -hmm. it other than you might get some screen time on the weekend. And I think that's maybe one thing that maybe we'll have to look at setting up afterwards is to say, okay, you get one hour on Saturday and one mm -hmm, hour on Sunday mm -hmm. and that's it. Right. And maybe it's really a function of setting the expectations. So they're, you know, it, it's maybe that's maybe more helpful for all of us than kind of the ad hoc kind of th way that I've been doing it before. I've read that several times. That's one of the recommendations is have designated screen time and obviously just limits, you know, understood that there's going to be limits of certain amount of time. I mean, that's just makes sense. I mean, it's mm -hmm. true for any habit yeah. um, to have that sort of boundaries. Do your kids get uh, screen time on the weekday? They don't know. So similar to to your hiatus, that experience that we had with a daughter at school in the Chromebook, Chromebook made us realize, my wife and I made us realize that we had been really complacent, you know, with the with the COVID and with the shelter in place and no play dates, no birthdays, whatever, and, and just being together all the time. Um, you know, as you said, just to put them on the couch and get a couple of minutes to do something, we had really started using a lot of screen time. And so the wake-up call of the, the browser stuff that had been going on at the school pod, we just said, that's it, no more screen time. Uh, other than we do a, a Friday movie night uh, for the whole family. And then on Saturday, uh, I set up another TV and the, the girls get to watch that by themselves. And my wife and I will watch something else in the front room. So that's it for screen time right now. Mm. And uh, and like you, I stopped asking, which is great. Mm -hmm. And you know what? They're in much better moods, yep. too. They've been, they're happier. They're playing together better. Uh, you know, they're not grumpy and whiny and, you know, begging to get the screen time. So. Yep. It's a drug. Um, so that's where, yeah, that's where we, yeah, exactly. So that's where we are now. And, and frankly, I like it. That's kind of where I want to keep it. So um, do you have any differences in sort of how you manage rules related to the kids, right? Because yours are, I think we said f uh, five and seven, probably almost eight, mm -hmm. right? So, right. you know, like for us, again, the, it's a little bit hard with the younger one. And, and you know, I think kind of part of his big challenge is like, I, I haven't been able to finish my one thing, but like if you choose a two hour movie, you're not going to be able to finish it, right? Versus the daughter that can bang out like five or six, you know, like short episodes of stuff. So, you know, I think I've kind of struggled with how to help him understand that. Do you have any different sets of rules for how you handle the kids or is it both sort of equal and, and, and your daughter is a little bit more capable of sort of understanding the same rules that you have for your oldest one? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes and no. Uh, we do try to keep the same rules. They've got to be somewhere where we're, we're, I'm talking about the iPad time. They've got to be somewhere we can see them. Uh, they have to tell me what apps they're doing or ask to do certain apps. And yes, that's fine. Usually it's, it's all acceptable. I just want to know what they're doing. 
and then every once in a while I'll come over and you know peek over their shoulder and make sure they're doing what they they said they were doing and not getting distracted doing other sorts of things but it is the same uh, they're using different apps age appropriate apps but the, they've got the same rules just because I mean how could I do it differently right mm-hmm. have the yeah. the younger one put the iPad down first and let the older one right. keep doing it that's just not going to work so uh, so the same same rules, same plans, and just sort of different activities and different apps. Yeah, I do, you know, I mean, to that point about asking the younger one, put the, you know, you, you can't. But I, I do in my head go like, oh, the, you know, the younger one's getting too much screen time relative to his age, mm-hmm, simply because mm-hmm. the older one is the older one. And, you know, she gets a little bit more screen time. And I always, I always do feel a little bit guilty that, you know, he's getting more than he should in it. There's always that like, oh, second child gets, you know, always gets mm-hmm, the, like the mm-hmm. rules are different from them. But that is one where I do feel I do feel somewhat guilty when I see him like on. And, you know, I know that at her age at 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 sorry, when she was five, when she was his age, I don't think she got that much screen time. You know, it mm-hmm. was just she was the first one. And we're like, no. Right. Um, well, it was easier, too. There's only one. Yeah. Know? You didn't. It wasn't as quite uh, quite as time consuming. Yeah, and and so I, this is where I'm kind of like, ah, uh, you know, he's getting more than I want, but you know, I, he's still. It's probably still okay, but yeah, I, I always that is the one thing where I'm like, wish I could pull some of that back. And so th- this sort of, you know, them breaking the rules has been actually a nice excuse for me to be like, yeah. no, and and truthfully. As a parent, I shouldn't need an excuse, you know, and be like, mm-hmm, there's no mm-hmm. more screen time. But I sort of, I don't know, I, I feel like there is. And and I, I think the, the the challenge, too, is that some of the shows that they like, they're, they're clearly learning stuff from them. Like, uh-huh. even Octonauts is one. Like, Kirsten yeah. was telling me something about, yeah. like, a narwhal. And I'm like, how did you know that? And he's like, yeah. oh, Octonauts. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, okay, well, at least you're... Wildcrats. Right, yeah, Wildcrats is another popular one. I mean, I think she's now moving into the face space where it's less educational and more just straight mm-hmm. entertainment. Mm-hmm. entertainment but he yeah. still is you know like one of the ones that he watches is uh i can't remember what it's called but it's it's a jim henson show and it's uh it's an animated series it's on netflix and you know it's again it's 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 age appropriate like they're trying to teach about sharing and stuff like that i'm like all right you know he's getting something from it at least but you know truthfully i think that as parents we shouldn't feel bad if i, I guess what it is is there shouldn't we shouldn't feel like the kids deserve screen time which is kind of where i right. am where i'm like right you know oh well, he should get some and maybe it's not deserved but like that all kids it's, it's like their god-given right to get screen time. <laughs> i think that's the wrong message but and i think as parents we should not feel that way even though i know that you know our daughter come back sometimes she's like well this kid's watching this and i'm like well you know that's yeah that's them like it's it's a little yeah. bit different I mean, that's a whole other topic is, you know, age appropriate uh, films. I mean, my daughters, uh, they, they haven't seen any Star Wars films. Mm-hmm. And I know that there are other kids that their age have. Yeah. Uh, there's a yeah. lot of things that, you know, the Marvel superheroes, we mm-hmm. haven't watched any of those movies. Um, you know, and, and like you say, someone else says they're watching it or, you know, they want to know about it. And it's, uh, how do you explain that kind of stuff? So Yeah. You know, I think at school, it feels like it's the kids with the older siblings Right. right. Who because th- that's what happens. And um, a lot of the boys also seem to be getting things that I would consider not age appropriate. Like, but it's it's a little bit hard to tell sometimes, like what is actually happening when they come, you know, when our daughters come back. So like 
my daughter's like, oh, yeah, a bunch of the boys are playing Fortnite. And I'm like, are they really playing mm-hmm, Fortnite? Because mm-hmm. this was like last year. I'm like, this kid's like I remember that. six years old. I mean, they could be. My guess is it's that's not quite the full story, but I don't really know. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you know, I feel like if I had a six-year-old boy, I'm not ready for him to be playing Fortnite yet. Right. Uh, nor a six-year-old girl. But, you know, I don't know, maybe you know in a year or two when my son is six maybe i will feel that way and maybe part of that is sort of the the pressure of fitting in right oh everybody else is playing Fortnite. like can i play can i mm-hmm, play mm-hmm. um yeah i don't want my girl to be the one that's left out right and i think we we talked about this in another podcast like i think wasn't you that had a friend who grew up never watching didn't have a tv yeah mm-hmm, right so you can't mm-hmm. contribute at the playground to be like oh yeah. what was that and it's funny, my friend's married to a guy who didn't grow up with TV. And so she's like, okay, we now have to watch all of these movies and all of these TV shows because you are a child of the 80s and you need to know what this stuff is. This is part of your education. And so he's catching up and it's obviously different. But but um, yeah, I think you know some of this screen time stuff is just a function of, in some respects, it's that sort of fitting in. And then, you know, it, eventually it dovetails into the whole like, phones and social mm-hmm. media accounts mm-hmm. and stuff like that like i think we're sort of at the very beginning of those larger conversations yeah. around social media around devices and all of those things and this is sort of the you know this is just sort of the, the door cracking open to go on like you know sort of what as parents do we feel comfortable with in terms of their level of engagement with these with these devices so speaking of movies and screen time and and uh you know, the social media and all that. Tonight's, uh, so this week, our Friday movie night was the Mitchells versus the Machines. If you've seen that on uh, Netflix, it's one no. of the, it's one of the no- most popular ones up there. Mm-hmm. First, it's great because it's a new animated movie that the kids can watch. So mm-hmm. we we get something else in our rotation. <laughs> uh, but it's it hits all these topics uh, about you know families and phones and being mm-hmm. isolated and uh, you know family, family time together. It's it's an interesting. It's it's the message that. Well, it's one of the messages that you and I are talking about tonight, delivered directly to kids in an animated movie. So, uh, you know, as they grow up, hopefully they'll have more influences like that to, you know, help them be educated about what they're doing. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. You know, so now that my daughter has just finished up um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, you know, as soon as they finished it, I'm like, all right, where can I get the movie? (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. not, not the Johnny Depp one. The original Gene Wilder one. It's, it's got to yeah. be the original, right? And uh, so I kind of feel like this will be a great way for her to kind of see it all play out. Um, I'm just curious, though. I think that's something that I want to watch with her. That's so we might do that maybe next Friday. Although, you know, I think I've touched on this before. My son is a little sensitive and I'm kind of like, is there something that's going to be scary in there? I don't know. There might yes, be. Yes, yes, there is. Like, it's been a while. I don't remember. It is. It's a little kid's horror movie. It's, sugar, <laughs> it's a sugar-coated horror movie. Maybe it'll swear him off uh, candy and... <laughs> yeah. You know what? You gotta. There's a couple... Yeah, you should probably cover his eyes in a couple places, but... Uh, maybe I should... I guess uh, I should pre-screen it. <laughs> pre-screen it before yeah. they, they watch it. You'll but... know the scene I'm talking about. <laughs> nice. Well, look, we hope you found today's episode informative. If you'd like to support the podcast and hear more discussions around fatherhood, please subscribe and drop us a review. If you have any questions for us, hit us up on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash That's P-A-P-A-E-S-T-F-A-T-I-G-U-E. Thanks for listening. <laughs>